fourth ep- episode of the Culture of Splife podcast. I don't know if this is even a podcast anymore. I think it might be a web show, a web series, web entertainment on Facebook Live, if you will. But hey, it's always appearing in style, right? St. Louis is boring. Just got Chicago, you know, got to flex the St. Louis is boring. I wasn't sure if that was a Chicago reference or an L.A. reference. Ah, could be, could be. Think about it. It can go either way. Absolutely. All right, right, gentlemen, let's get started, shall we? Hey, I I said we were going to be 10 minutes late. We were only nine minutes late. Look at that. We're... Like I said... I live in a household with, with, with three females. I'm, I'm used to it. But see, the key is whatever time you get that they're not privy to, make sure you tell them that it's at least 30 minutes to an hour before, before that being the real time so you're on time. So if we got to be somewhere at 10 o'clock, make sure that you tell them we got to be there. See, now. I'll tell you. Here. We have that problem with the kids, but uh, that's trying to get my 10-year-old off Fortnite or whatever he's playing down there. Our, our, our issue is the opposite. Like, my wife will actually, like, go ahead and, and set herself up that time. So it's like, we've got to be there at 9.45. She'll tell me, oh, we got to be there at 9.15. So I think, oh, we need to be there at 9. And we show up at 9. And it. It's like 45 minutes beforehand, and I'm like, this was this was a waste of time. <laughs> well. All right. Let's get started, right? We already went over the outline before Josh went All on. Right. Our first topic is, of course, going to be the, uh, the uh, horrible incident that uh, I didn't know about last night until uh, my wife sent me a TikTok this morning. First thing, guys. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, yeah. Obviously, talking about the Bengals versus the Bills game, uh, and that would be Demar Hamlin, right? Um, you know, obviously, uh, I, um, I, I, I get uncomfortable talking about things like this, uh, you know, and, and I'm uh, joking about it because we don't know the end of the story yet, right? You know, this this could be one of those things that, uh, you know, hopefully it all works out in the end. Uh, but, yeah, a lot to uh, a lot to unpack here. Breaking at every moment. In fact, there's a CNN tracker, you know, online um, where you, you're getting news, you know, ever so often. You know, last I checked, it was updated 18 minutes ago, whatever that means. You know, if it was something they found out, if it was something that somebody else said, interviews all day long on this. Um yeah, so, you know, obviously thoughts and prayers with, uh, with him and his family uh, through, through this. Hopefully uh, things, you know, as it breaks, we hear some good news. We hear some, some bad news here and there. Uh, you know, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your take on it? Uh, Josh, let's, let's start with you, Mr. Mr. Late at this point. Um, let's, let's start with you. What are, what are your takes on the, uh, on the situation? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I really think this is going to be something that is historically talked about for many, many years to come. You know, when when everything unfolded, I was, like I said, I was actually on my way back from Chicago when the game was going on. And just like most games, I was watching it late. You know, so I think I started watching it about 11 o'clock last night. And my wife had told me that someone had been badly hurt and the game was suspended. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. So I'm, I'm watching the game and um, that happened. And at first they said it was Micah Hyde that was down. And so I was like, oh, that's not the situation because it's a guy named Damar Hamlin that got hurt, you know? So I didn't think much of it. And they were like, oh, it's Hamlin. And so I'm fast forwarding through commercials, you know, back to seeing the ambulance on the field, fast forwarding, fast forwarding. And my says, what are you doing? The game is suspended. And I was like, well, you said suspended, but I thought that meant like five, 10 minutes, you know, kind of thing. But 
you know, what happened yesterday reminds me very much of what happened to Hank Gathers in 1990. You know, Hank Gathers is doing what he loves. He dunks the basketball. He's celebrating as he runs across half court. And that's it. You know, he, he has a cardiac event and he passes away right there on the court. And I remember that like it was yesterday. You know, we were obviously talking about a pregame and I said 88. Rod said, you know, it was 1990. But how do I remember that? you know, 32 years ago, I guess coming up on 33 years, it's the same way that I'll remember this. Um, I'll pass it over to Rod here in a second, but my last point is I heard today that T. Higgins has been receiving death threats for how he lowered his shoulder, supposedly. And wow, I mean, it was a, a football play. And uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine, which we're going to mention later on in the show, and he said that there was an event that happened in a St. Louis Blues game many years ago where a player took a hot puck off the chest plate and had the same type of situation. So before talking to him, I thought the cardiac event was completely separate from the hit. But if you go back and look at the hit, the shoulder helmet kind of went into the chest and that could have been what caused it, but has nothing to do with T Higgins, right? It was a football play. And uh, so, you know, I just, I just hate that for T Higgins, you know, all the players are going through all the emotions that they're going through all the family members. And now we have T Higgins who is receiving death threats. is just, absolutely ludicrous to me first and foremost anybody that's giving t higgins death threats either you don't know football or you didn't watch the play unfold like that's that's the that's ignorance of the highest order right there uh just to even be doing that um i played football throughout school and I remember in high school, we had a situation. We were doing the one-on-one Oklahoma type of drills. And one of our defensive linemen, he couldn't move. Like, he was on the ground. He was saying, I couldn't move my arms and legs. It was a momentary thing. He got the feeling back. It was a stinger. But it was one of those situations where our coaches called us off to the side for about five minutes. They talked to us about, you know, this is a scary and ugly side of the football and you know obviously the ambulance came and got him you know we're getting this talk and we're shook up but we know he's okay because he's got feeling and everything back at, at, at this point here and I know everybody's talked about it we don't know that he's okay you know we don't know what's what so when it shakes you up enough when you know that they're okay but this type of thing happens this is on a whole nother level. And I love the fact that you mentioned, uh, Crago, the Hank Gathers situation, because that's one of those things where you almost remember where you were when it happened. Either you were watching the game or you remember where you were when that news report came across Hank Gathers has died. You know, um, and this is going to be the same way. You're going to remember what you were doing or where you were when you watched it or when you got the report off of social media, off of the news, off of Sports Center, and and that's that's the only way you quantify, it. you know. But so the Hank Gathers situation, as far as making that allusion to it, you're exactly right. That's that's exactly the the the, the biggest parallel. Reggie Lewis was another one we mentioned in Boston, but those are the only times that that you can even make the, that type of parallel to what we what we witnessed there i mean that's 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 the gravity of that that situation so i mean there's 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 no question about that now obviously everybody had a take there's been a ton of heart heartfelt uh takes on it whether it was uh ryan clark uh just a host of of uh your espn pundits that that have obviously there's there's clowns out there that didn't realize that this was not the time to be a clown or the character that you are. Yes, I'm calling you out, Skip Bayless. You know, and so 
I wanted to get you guys take on just that craziness for what he did in terms of his reaction to it. Yes, Skip Bayless is uh, is a tool. Um, I, I, no love loss there. I, I um, okay. So there, there's a time and a place for everything, right? I'm a I'm a firm believer mm-hmm. that there is a time and a place for everything, and you know, I, I don't know when the infamous tweet was was sent. Again, I'm asleep during all of this. I, I slept through the the catastrophe. Um, it, yeah, that's that's well, shortly my after it, it was it was you know middle of the night that he's getting a call. Um, now this is him. You know, I saw an interview with him. Uh, you know, on TikTok today, where he's saying that he's getting a call. You know, from from a, a news media person at Fox or something, you know, basically his boss or boss's boss saying, hey, you know, you're exploding in a negative way on Twitter right now. Um, and, and, you know, I question whether or not he actually didn't mean to do that, right? I mean, you know, he he's sort of known to insert his foot in mouth into, you know, certain situations like this and, you know, Probably a guy that, you know, no publicity is bad publicity, right? Till he completely gets canceled. And who knows, you know, when that will be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was uh, it was short-sighted. Again, I don't even, you know, you guys mentioned it to me when we were pre-gaming planning for this. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because anything I say can and will be used against me. And I don't know how the situation is going to turn out. And, you know, of course, I gave that disclaimer before I started talking about it. You know, I know my mouth gets me into trouble. uh, And you'd think that guy would be, which, by the way, uh, just to update you guys, I just saw this when, you know, of course, I like to read the situation while we're talking about it. um, That uh, his Uncle Dorian Glenn has uh, said that uh, he's trending upward in a positive way. I don't know what that means. But that's good, uh, that's, you know. that's good news. He did say that he, he did, in fact, have to be resuscitated twice, though, um, but, but is, is mm-hmm. now trending upward, still sedated. Uh, and that's, that's really all, all we've got uh, positive that we're hanging on to in the situation. Uh, so, you know, it, again, at this point, you know, if I want to make a big point like Skip Bayless does want to make, right, with this whole situation, I, I don't choose now to do it. Right. You know, like you, you can wait. This is going to be talked about for months, good, bad or ugly. No matter what happens, it's a positive or a negative. It's a story that's going to be told forever. Um, you can you can comment then, not in the middle of it. That's horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, I get the fact that he's made his living being a character. He's a character that goes against the grain, right? We talked about you've got characters, whether they're actors, whether they're particularly wrestling, you've got heels, right? And the best way to become a great heel is to create heat against yourself. And so he's made his living creating heat and going against the grain. This is not a situation to go against the grain just for the sake of going against the grain. You know, and that was just a, a and I, you can't even really say miscalculation because a miscalculation is one where there may be an appropriate right. time to go against the grain. So you can't quantify something as a miscalculation when it's never well, a good it, idea to go against it. <laughs> you know, and so that's that's what happened here with, 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 with him. And so this just wasn't the time for him to 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 be a, a character. And, you know, just like I said, just you, you, you essentially trivialize the situation just to, to take a jab at the and NFL. Again, and that was, you just, know, there's plenty of crazy, times but... to take jabs at the NFL. Heck, this story, I mean, let's be as positive and optimistic as possible. We may be watching this kid play in the Super Bowl this year, you know, make a miraculous recovery, come back on, practice with the team in a couple of weeks and, you know, win a Super Bowl. Um, I, you don't know what the situation is, but you have to think that there's always going to be a better time. You can't just bite on every single thing. I mean, you know mm-hmm. me, guys. Y- y'all know me. 
I've got a following on TikTok, Twitter, everything. And I get that following because I bite on trends, right? And this is one trend again. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about, you know, on anything personal because there's no way that it, that it ends well for me outside of saying, you know, hey, we're, we're going to pray for you and your family. And I don't know that I have to publicize mm-hmm. that because, you know, what does that really do? You know, why don't you actually pray instead of typing on Twitter that you're praying? I'm just saying. Absolutely. And, you know, Bayless, I yeah. listened to his apology. And when when people do say things that are so stupid, it's really hard for me to wait long to actually hear what they're saying. And it sounded to me like he was thinking as a fan when he t- and I'm thinking that's that makes you sound even dumber. I wasn't thinking about eighteen, you know, going to affect the playoffs. Like you have been that wrong with you if you're thinking about football when we're, we're talking and we're seeing Ryan Kirk, who looks like he's been crying for hours because this was his position and he took terrible hits. Thing and talk about. Oh, I don't want to. That's what I'm thinking. Why are we? Oh, oh, right? Um, and it's just after what Bayless did with the whole Tom Brady's better than you to Shannon Sharp. I mean, the guy has to go. I mean, obviously, we'll save that for another day. But how do you compare a tight end who gets his face play? against a quarterback who kneels when you try to sack him. You know, so obviously a quarterback can last a whole lot longer. But that was his argument. He's 45, and he's still playing, and you retired at 30. It doesn't even make sense. So, Not to mention the fact that Tom Brady should already retire. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that <laughs> enough, haven't we? Skip. Skip's uh, popularity, I feel like, is you almost liken it right now to that milk that's on its last couple of days. That expiration date's coming yep, fast. Absolutely. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's beyond that. It's that buttermilk that was in the fridge from last uh, Christmas that we were cooking with. That's what, that's what he, <laughs> he is like. I mean, you could replace him with a turd sandwich, and it would probably be just as good. Smell just as exactly. smelled just as the exactly. same, really. <laughs> but but speaking of things that need to be trivialized, Craig, go sure. one million Trivia. views. By the way, a million views. Did we hit a million? Well, b- between the two trivia questions, we are over a million views. Wow. Oh wow! Oh, that is ridiculous. Awesome. Um, so I do, I do have two this week for us. So the first one, I'm actually going to need right. my uh, my resident Vanna to be involved. If if he's ready for that, um, are you ready for that, Vanna? I am right here. There we go. There we go. So I'll, I'll cut I off see- the ring light. I'll cut off the ring light so so our viewers can see better. There you go. So That's this right. is a Mark Jackson 1990 hoops card. And there is something very unique about this card. And I don't want to go into any more detail than that, but um, we'll, we'll obviously say what's on, on that particular card uh, at the end of the show. But go ahead and throw it up one more time, Drew. So uh, we'll have the viewer ring light on it. I cut it back on, but that's okay. So what year? So this is a podcast, okay? So, for the people that will only be listening to audio, what year was this Mark Jackson card? Is that 90, Rob? Okay. Yeah, that's what we said. Yeah. It was 1990. So, 1990, NBA hoops, played for the Knicks. I don't know that that helps. Yeah. Where where was the game? In New York. In New York. So, in the white home mm-hmm. jersey. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, what is unique about yep. this card? What is unique about it? You're gonna give them a little bit of a of a of a hint to at least get their brain thinking in a certain way. I don't think so, man. I'm nervous that it may okay. give it away. 
don't know. That's true. So the second one is kind of it, and that is, is there is one NFL team that has a plan on their helmet. There's excuse me. There's one NFL team that what that has a a plant, like a picture of a on on their helmet. Name that team and helmet. Mm. So I will, I will confess when I don't know something, and the the Mark Jackson card, I did not know that trivia. And it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, honestly. I mean, this is like Billy Ripken on the bat, if y'all remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took me a minute on that card, but when I processed everything in the card, I was like, okay, right? I got it. And what Miss Brad, huh? No, no. Nope, I got it. Now I will admit, Miss Bradley got it faster than I did. <laughs> but I got it. <laughs> there you go. Those are your two trivia questions, and we'll reveal the answers at the end of the show. All right. Let's 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 go on with our with our list of topics. It's the new yeah. year. New year, new you, right? So yeah. let's let's talk about it we got any any crash diets or anything going on what are our new year's resolutions this year i um i'll i'll let our viewers know what mine is um rod let's start with you what what new year what do you what wants what do you want to be the new you for 2023 you know i used to do a lot of the new year's resolutions and everything and me and my family, we talked about it. it. It was one of those type of things this year where we said, you know what? There are some things that we want to want to change that we want to improve, but we don't want it to be just in the context of it being the New Year's resolution. It just needs to be something that we just like start doing, right? And so um, one of the biggest things that I want to be able to see, obviously, is us continuing the growth of what we're doing here. Um, I've got kids that are like crazy in the sports, basketball and and soccer and everything else. And so we we made a you know uh, a concerted effort to say, hey, where do you guys want to be, and what do you want to achieve with with what you're doing this year? And so we came up with a game plan with that. The other thing that I, I wanted to do, as far as you know, just and, and it was something I had already decided before January the first or. December 31st is I want to get back into being an avid reader of, of, of information that improves me, you know, um, you know, like one of the things that you will see with uh, LeBron and several of the other athletes, they're always reading books, right? You know, they always talk about readers or leaders and, and being able to, to take in great information. Uh, those are, those are the type of things that I wanted to be able to get back to on a consistent basis and as a family do. And, and I think those are some things that, that, you know, will help us and help me with any information I bring to the table here. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm going to start out with the same resolution that I have every year, which is to try to read the Bible in 365 days. Never work, right? I make it to like March. I'm going strong. And then I'll miss like three days. Oh, I can catch up on those three days. And the next thing I know, I'm 27 days behind. And I'm like, ah, I get that. One year, I even bought the, uh, the infomercial deal on, uh, on TV with uh, James Earl Jones, where he's going to read mm. me the Bible. And that wasn't enough. He didn't do it? Yes. In a, did he do it in a dark beta absolutely. voice? So, so much in the beginning. Yeah, I've been through Genesis 500 times, I probably. But um, so much so, we never even opened the app. 
And then a year later, so this was a couple years ago, last uh, Apple hits me for $53.99 on my credit card. I something like, no, I don't know what that is. So I call Apple, I'm all, and uh, thinking somebody's hacked me. And uh, she's like, go to your subscriptions. Let's see what your subscriptions look like. And I look, and there's old James Earl Jones, $53.99. I was like. That's, that's <laughs> when you queue up that you've been hit by a smooth criminal. Annie, are you okay? Exactly right. That's exactly right. And then the other one I would say is just taking better care of myself. You know, I've, I've kind of decided that I need to retire from basketball. I also don't need to get hurt in the shower washing my hair. You know, that's a fresh cut right there. And I can still, if I, if I scrub too hard, I can pull something in my back, you know? So I really want to work on like flexibility, different things like that to myself uh, in a situation where I can't pull a hamstring going upstairs, you know, things like that. So we'll see how that goes. And then of course, like what Rod said, you know, like um, obviously we, we started this podcast because this is our passion and uh, you know, we, we really want big things to happen and for things to be moving as quickly as they are. You know, we just want to get all the feedback from our listeners. We want to get all the comments. Uh, we read a lot of those comments. I mean, I haven't read all 2000 from the Jordan trivia, but yeah, I mean, we want this show to be what y'all want as listeners. So let us know. So you mentioned that about the comments. I, I just, you know, obviously, like I, I'm not like worldwide famous or anything like that, but I do have a small following on on DT. on social media, and uh, I've had some things go viral. Right, I've 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 hit the million view mark before in the past, and uh, and and I remember what you said. Right, we started getting the Jordan comments in, and I'm like, okay, nobody's like making fun of you know a big forehead or you know me picking my nose or something like that like you know whatever like you just let it ride right you just close the app out and let it ride and you said should, should we be responding to some of these comments and and what did i say not until they, they stop yeah i was like you have fun no. with that. like no. <laughs> that's that's because i've been <laughs> in this situation and you can't keep up right the internet is so much bigger than the three of us here it's it is amazing the power of the internet and it's always humbling when people are sitting there going at it and like you can't even argue with them anymore because like it's just coming so hard and so fast that you're just like i'm yeah that grab some pop all you can popcorn. do and i mean i feel like you know we we had some fun with it right um you know 59 oh comments. man yes you did reply to a comment no, no, there were 59 replies to one comment. Oh, see, I didn't even, I didn't even see that because it depends on the time of day when you look and like, you know, it's, it's wild, wild stuff. We even talked about pregame, uh, Drew. <laughs> you almost can make an episode off just pulling in a couple of people <laughs> right. who went at it in the comments. Yep, that's what it is. The culture of Splash Podcast is soon going to be us playing Judge Judy, where we have people duking it out on here. We can only ask one more person. And then let everybody in the comments decide on the people right. who are here because of the comments. <laughs> so what is your New Year's resolution? Okay. Drew? So, all right. I'll be honest with you guys. I'll be completely honest with you guys. So, so. I must steal one from you, Rod. I, I committed myself to read more literature than improves myself. I only read like 24 books last year. Um, yeah, I felt well, okay. Okay, so my wife, my wife, no joke, pulls out 85 books. I think she might have been. A, That's like 23 and a half more than everybody else on the planet. But, uh, uh, I quit track. I can't quit keeping track on the Goodreads and stuff like that. So like, I didn't get the cool end of year thing. Like my cool end of year thing was like 11 books. And I'm like, Oh, that that's kind of lame. Um, it, so yeah, I'm not knocking anybody. If you're on a book a month path, keep on, you know, keep on keeping on. Cause again, like you said, that's, that's more than more than 10 and a half books than everybody else reads. 
Um, so yeah, I committed to do that, but I specifically committed to reading in an e-format. Like I'm going to keep my tangible books. I have a nice library. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, if I've ever shown y'all pictures. I've got a nice library of books, but I want to read on an e-format more often, right? And uh, well, and the reason that I want to is because I always have this with me, right? I always have this, I always have the phone, and if I get in the habit, it'll be easier to read, right? So maybe I'll be cool like my wife next year and read 85 books. I doubt it. She'll probably read 100, but whatever. Um, so I'm still, I'm you, right. They're never yeah, gonna never. let you beat them. That was day yep. one lesson. So, so I'm still in that one from you, um, <laughs> even though I had already written it down. Also, still in one from you, Craig. Oh, by the way, it's uh, it's uh, 780,000 words, start to finish in the Bible, roughly. Obviously, depends on translation and everything. If you read like 220 mm-hmm. words a minute, which is basically average. Um, you're going to get there in like 58 hours. Okay. So, so it doesn't take you a full year, just power on through. I am on a year long reading plan for the Bible, but I, um, I, I'm already ahead of schedule. I can honestly say that, that I'm, I'm pretty good. And it's got the audio and the, the, the stuff between it. I'll share with you how I did it later. Okay. Um, but so you can swap between audio, you can swap between, you know, actual stuff. You're, only what like six days behind three days behind it's only the third um so you can catch up you can catch up only three i'll i'll, I'll share i do a with chapter you. a day <laughs> she's talking to me sorry about that um but uh but i'll uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll share with you how i'm doing it so if you won't go audio you want to go video you, or um not video but you know text you can do that um so so yeah i'm with you guys on that we're aligned 100 but the one thing it relates to the culture of Splive Podcast that I think I've got to share with you guys. Well, okay, okay. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm going to back up a second. I'm going to back up a second. I've got two things. One thing y'all didn't know about. The other thing y'all did. The first thing is, by the way, thank you very much for helping me achieve my goals. I have set a goal for myself forever ago that I want a million people to see my face every single day. And with this culture of Splat Podcast, we are well on our way to that because um, I got a million views like forever ago on TikTok. And I was like, man, if I could do this every day, I would be just, I would be the man, right? And so I picked nine social media mm-hmm. platforms that has dwindled down to eight uh, that I'm on. Um, it's real Drew Talbert. Um, and then, of course, the culture of Splat is just adding more and more views of, of, of my lovely mug every single day of the week um again we achieved a million like in the first of the year it was absolutely insane so so yeah thanks guys for that um we have to keep up the work though right we have to keep it up and we'll we'll get us all there Mm -hmm. we'll get us to to a million people seeing our faces every single day i don't know if i'll achieve that in 2023 2024 whenever but it's coming all right the 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 last thing as it pertains to the culture of splife my new year's resolution is I, this is a hard one for me, guys. This year, I'm committing to not crapping on the New Orleans Saints all year long. That is, a, that is a big deal for me. I am, okay, look, I don't like the Saints. I don't That's like the Saints goals. because they're, I like the Panthers, right? They're in the same division as the Panthers, but they're also in the same 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 as as the Buccaneers. And you know how I feel about that, right? So, so I think I think mm-hmm. this year I am committed to liking the Saints more. That is that is my commitment. Right? It's going to be tough. I will definitely. I will definitely weigh 185 pounds before I I probably get out of the habit of crapping on the Saints. So, um, but 2023 is that year. And then we'll measure it in 2024. Look, Hurricane Katrina ruined me. We had all those folks move up here from New Orleans to Birmingham, and it was just Saints fans everywhere. And, and like, I had just got to where I could tolerate all the Falcons fans that I was born living around. And now you add that who dat in mm-hmm. there, it was tough. It was tough. 
Yeah. That's a Mikey Ranch yeah, for it's you. Tough, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. There you go. So Drew, you're fan. That is correct. Fan. So I'm guessing you're a Panthers fan because of Cam Newton. Is that your Panther? No, 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 no. Okay, so I was a 49ers fan because I was born in 1984, and who else would I have rooted for, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, the 80s. there was no other options. You had to be a 49ers fan. Plus, my dad was a Dallas fan. So, and, you know, I, my dad was an Alabama fan. So it was like, who could I be a fan of that would disappoint my dad the most? So the 49ers was the obvious choice, right? Yeah. Yep. You, so so that, was, that was, that's the reason for that. The Panthers, though, look, whenever you brought on the two expansion teams, right? In, in 93, if I'm not mistaken. You brought on uh, the Panthers and the Jaguars. I personally felt like you had to pick between the two. And so I chose the Panthers out of the two. Um, obvious ties to, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Kevin uh, Gilbert? No, it was Kevin, Kevin White. Is that okay. who it was that played at Auburn? Kevin Green. Thank, thank you. Thank Kevin you. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, so, so Auburn guy mm -hmm. transitioned to there, you know, yeah, had had to had to go that route, right? So, so it just made sense for me to pick the Panthers. Gotcha. So would that have been the Kerry Collins or the Chris Winkie led Panthers that were your first team? Was it Kerry Collins that started? Oh gosh, that's too long ago for me to remember. And and because Kerry Collins would have been mid, yeah, late nineties. I was there from the beginning, so maybe there was somebody there before Collins and Winky. Because Winky got there was like yeah. in 2001, and, and, 2002. And I did learn a lot about myself rooting for the Panthers because I wanted to – okay, so the Panthers and the 49ers played each other in the divisional round like probably 10 years ago now. Um, I can't remember the year. And I told my mm -hmm. wife because my wife was a Panthers fan, and I told her, I was like, look, I don't even care who wins this game. I really don't. And then um, uh, Michael Crabtree catches a, uh, a touchdown pass in the end zone. Pretty, pretty spectacular moment for a 49ers fan. He catches that pass, and I'm like, yes! And I'm like, okay, maybe I do care a little bit about the 49ers winning. Of course, 49ers um, ended up winning that one. Uh, that wasn't the year the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. But, uh, but yeah, that, uh, you know, that was it for me. Okay. So, and then you're at Auburn. The Auburn fan, 49ers and Panthers, any NBA team that you follow more than another? No, uh, the only team I ever followed was the Bulls for, again, obvious reasons, right? I was born in 84, so, you know, if you weren't a Bulls fan, you were obviously older than born in 1984 at that point in time. Um, now, I will say mm -hmm. I am a huge soccer fan. Liverpool's my team there. Um, and then, of, of course, I think the one thing that we – Oh, no, we can't agree on it. I was going to say the one thing we might all be able to agree on is the Atlanta Braves, but no, you're not, you're, you're not a Braves fan, are you? Not at all. Yeah. I'm not a Braves fan. Oh, so I grew up watching GN and TBS, hitting the flashback button in innings. And mm -hmm. I always hated watching Dale Murphy and Glenn Hubbard and Bob Horner and Chris Chambliss and Willie Stargell. All those guys, I was always ready for the Cubs to come back on. So, WGN and Harry Carey, I, yeah. I was a big, big Cubs fan. Um, and then, of course, we lived in Chicago a couple of years. So, I was a really big Cubs fan while living there. And then, of course, it's just kind of hung on as hard as that is, right? It's already been now six years since we've won the World Series. Y'all can believe that. Uh, but... Interestingly enough, I actually saw the Cubs win the division in 2003, and that was my first ever game at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my wife had surprised me with tickets uh, because I grew up as a Pirate fan, which I'll get to here in a minute. And um, after the, the strike and everything, and the Pirates let go of everyone, um, they weren't as easy to follow. So then I became an only Cubs fan. 
And uh, so she surprised me with Pirate Cubs tickets because they were cheap, right? Nobody knew the Cubs would be playing for the division at the end of September. They're normally out of it by mid-July, you know, so. And then, and then of course, Steve Bartman. So it ended up being a doubleheader. It was mm-hmm. awesome. So, um, huge Cubs fan. Uh, Pirates. My dad's from central Pennsylvania. Rod and I are going to mm-hmm. talk here in a minute, mm-hmm. but diehard Steeler fan, <laughs> like ridiculous, like break stuff, hurt myself, jump up too fast kind of fan, <laughs> um, kids kind of fan, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we'll kind of stop there, Rod. So, Rod, tell us who your NFL affiliation is with. Been a huge Ravens fan for for a long, long time. And uh, interesting story about becoming a Ravens fan. Obviously, I'm a big Alabama Crimson Tide fan, alumni. Went there, loved the team. But even before, I was just like hardcore Alabama, or really kind of at the same time. I was a big Miami Hurricanes fan because I grew up in the '80s, '90s. What, what wasn't there to love about the Miami Hurricanes? And so, obviously, you know that for the Ravens, the centerpiece behind them rising up after becoming the Ravens uh, from migrating to the Browns was Ray Lewis, right? And then, consequently, after that was Ed Reed. So, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, who are two of the greatest of all time. So, to see those young guys on that team and, and knowing – you know, the fan that I was of Miami at that time. Um, it was just like, this is awesome. I was also a big uh, Steve McNair fan as a quarterback. I love what he brought to the table, the toughness and everything else. I had followed him back when he was with the Titans. And so he went over to the Ravens. And so that just kind of, you know, kept it going. And then all of a sudden you had Willis McGahee and everybody else. I mean, like for a minute, they were like, you know, Miami pro, you know. And so it just grew over time there and seeing them lose disappointing games to the Steelers and the Patriots. And then finally winning one, sorry, Drew, against San Francisco in the Super Bowl. It was, it was, a, it was a full circle moment there. And now I'm still watching them find ways to lose very important games. And that's almost a, a yearly thing that happens. Especially you know, for me, you're apologetic over that, but for me, that Super Bowl loss was nowhere near as painful as the Kansas City loss um, to the Chiefs. I grew up like the Chiefs were my AFC team growing up because you know, again, I'm a Joe Montana mm-hmm. fan, obviously, and then he he went to the Chiefs. Yeah. And I had Joe Montana football 1993, NFL 93, starring Joe Montana mm-hmm. was the name of it. Um, 94, 94, I'm sorry. Uh, NFL football, 94. But, um, but yeah, so. When it was thrown, like it took up the whole screen. Yeah. Like deep. Yeah, they had the, mm-hmm. the words, like they actually announced the NFL football, 94. That sounded drunk yes. or something on there. Yeah. It was just crappy stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had that game, and um, I was a huge fan until uh, until the Super Bowl loss that made the Chiefs go very far down on my list. I don't even really know why. Uh, but the the other the the Ravens when I could justify first off the Ravens pulled off a miracle that season beating the Broncos. That's to me one of the greatest comebacks in football history. Oh man. Because I didn't watch that game live. I watched it on DVR knowing that the Ravens won it. And I still thought I still thought I was running through the house wrong. I'm like, they obviously got this wrong. The Broncos won this game. There's no way they're coming back. Um, so, so that for me, you know, seeing that game, you know, kind of made me respect them. Plus it was hardball versus hardball. And you know, the older brother's going to win, right? I mean, you know, he's got a terrible record against his, his big brother. So, you know, I, I guess I'd set myself up for failure in that one. I knew it was coming. The Chiefs, I thought we were going to beat just like, I think we're going to beat, you know, whoever the AFC throws at us this season. I think you got a good shot. I don't think you're right. He said he's going to lose to the Bengals two weeks in a row. Yeah, I, I guess you can just tell them what what I told you, because obviously Steelers and Ravens, I mean, that's that's our rivalry, right? 
an hour before the game. Care to tell him, Craig? He said it was going to be a very close game, and the Steelers would find a way to pull it out, 16-13. They pulled it out, 16-13. They missed field goal by my friend Chris Boswell, like third highest paid kicker in the league, and now we can't count on him. So what happens, you can't let a kicker get too cocky. Exactly. But think about the thing I've been preaching to you guys. No more no more kicks in the last two minutes of the game. They should be outlawed. There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's aging pretty well for you right now. It Drew. is. That because even you could say, well, yeah, but Drew, the – the 49ers won in overtime. We were on the three-yard line. We could have punched that in for a touchdown. We just didn't because we wanted out of there, right? So, in the overtime, we took the easy win thanks to the uh, the pick from uh, the Raiders. Old Jarrett Stidham, Mr. Alumni. But, hey, look, I can't I can't blame him. I told you this, Crago. I think I think this might have been in our group text. You, you can't blame – It was. You cannot bl- blame a person – who has their guard hurled at them by Nick Bosa. Because he literally upended that dude and hit him with his backside, and that ball just went straight up in the air. I mean, it was hit while he was thrown. It was it was not Stidham's fault. I mean, it was Stidham's interception, don't get me wrong, but, like, you, you can't throw a ball when you've got a 300-pound man sitting on you, you know? Yeah, sure. yeah I checked this. It was like 20 Fair. One of 27 for 212 and three touchdowns. Right. At the third, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. He would have been an excellent fantasy sleeper. You know, for some, for somebody, because, like, you got to think, they're probably at the end of their season. You know, you've started Jalen Hurts all season long. You're looking for a, for a quarterback. Ah, let's pick up Jarrett Stidham. That happened in at least one league, I guarantee it. And they're like, what? How did I get destroyed by this? This backup, right? Well, Drew, you know what you always say. So based on the fact that they just went against the 49ers, it's a safe bet the, the, the Raiders are going to be completely it's absolutely worthless next week against fact. whoever. And here's the statistic now, because I was actually wrong when I gave you guys the statistic. I said the week following you playing the 49ers, their opponents are 1-12. I gave you the wrong statistic. They are now 0-14 and 14 because the Chiefs did not play anybody the week following the 49ers. They had a bye week. Um, so so the wow. opponents, after you play the 49ers, have lost every game. I, I mean, as a, as a playoff contender, you've got to either beat them in the Super Bowl or know that next week's your last game if you beat them, right? So I feel sorry for what? Who is it going to be? Maybe the Packers, if you're right, Josh. The Seahawks, if I'm right, you know, like they're not going to move on even if they win that game, um, which we know they're not going to win that game. Um, either one of those teams. Of course, it still could be the Lions, right? Absolutely. Man, I just can't believe it because we were this close to being mathematically eliminated like three weeks ago. And uh, I was telling my dad, I was like, man, we still have a chance. If the Packers can beat the Dolphins, we still have a chance. And I was like, but we all know the Packers won't beat the Dolphins, you know. And then, of course, the Jets going to Seattle as a favorite and losing there. And uh, the Patriots losing. Um, who'd they lose to this week? I would say Patriots lost. I think the Patriots to... won this week. They beat. Uh, no, no, they won. That's right. The, the Dolphins to lose all their games. I mean, literally, they've lost five games in a row, and they still control their destiny. Three guarantees in life: death, taxes, and the Steelers finding a way to to be in the playoffs. Well, you line. remember what happened last year? <laughs> it was yes. all ready to be a tie. And a tie was the only way the Steelers would not be in the playoffs. And then who was it? Uh, was it the Chargers coach? That, and then Jacobs Chargers. ran and yes. they kicked the field goal and that was it. But, of course, then we got smoked by Kansas City, which if everything works out the way that it looks like and we somehow get in, I, 
I think we have a better chance against Kansas City this year than we did last year. But I agree. Absolutely. If, if, if there's any team that you play as a seven, yeah. you would rather it be Kansas City. Absolutely. Because yeah, Buffalo is going to be coming out there with a win-one for the Gipper, right, on their shoulder. And on top of that, they're just a very uh, dominant team. Um, so uh, I, I, I almost think that the Steelers' chance might lie against Buffalo. Uh, the only reason why I would say that is because Buffalo not having the bye week isn't an unstoppable force in the playoffs. If they get the bye week to rest and recover, the, the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. There's there's no way they're just so beat up right now guys they they're and, and then not to mention that if everybody has to go through buffalo in like eight right. feet of snow every week it's well yeah that could tough. be a potential though that buffalo doesn't even get to have their home games at buffalo right <laughs> absolutely all right rod so tell us man what we have to look forward to in this podcast coming up i know kind of what your goals are for the podcast but i mean what's going to be happening on the podcast man first and foremost let's just give a shout out to everybody that's been following us everybody has been viewing everybody has been listening everybody has been commenting uh shout out to eric nolton i mean that that man has been our day one guy right i mean every single one comment in every single episode uh just following getting back with feedback with you so i'm just gonna tell you right now we're gonna be shouting you out every week and in fact at some point we, we we're gonna have to bring you on as a guest i mean we we've got mad we've got much love right. for our day one folks right so you know that's one of the things uh the the great appreciation for what you're gonna see in this show is we we have fun with talking about the comments but one of the things you're going to see as this show continues to progress is we're going to be engaging you guys uh, as, as listeners as far as everything that you're talking about. In fact, not only are we going to be engaging you guys as far as anything you're coming on that's crazy that happens on any of our episodes, but we want feedback and we want some ideas on some things that you want to see us talk about. So that's going to be a lot of that going on. I mean, you've gotten a chance to see we're about to be into the NFL playoffs. Uh, NBA is fast approaching trade deadlines and all-star breaks. Uh, of course, you've got college basketball that's now in the conference play. Yours truly is one of the greatest bracketologists in the world. We're going to have some segments where you get a chance to talk about your teams, who's in, who's out, who's seated where. You're going to get a chance to hear it the way you think you hear it with Lenardi, but you really don't. So those are some things you're going to get a chance to see. And then you're going to get a chance just to hear some crazy off-the-wall stories from our lives, which is just hilarious, and, and the things that happen with us on a weekly basis, the adventures and misadventures that we have. So these are all just some of the the the, the great things that, that you have to, to look forward to. So I noticed that you flight. said something about Joe Lenardi and how he's not very good at uh, bracketology, if you will. There's some kind of a ranking no, like how no. do you stack up you can always look at rank ranking the bracketologist there's probably like between two and three hundred of them out there right now and every time anybody hears bracketology they typically look at it's joe lenardi he's the pioneer of bracketology but the guy honestly is I mean, he's, he's barely in, like, the top 80 in the world. Jerry Palm is, like, not even, I mean, like, maybe around 100-ish. <laughs> but those are the two that you always hear and you see. But, like I said, yours truly, I've been as high as two in the world. I've never been out of the top 15. So just imagine being able to, to have somebody that can give you the real bracketology, real projections, and you not have to worry about going off. Of and y'all, this, this Rod is is so good at this that he literally announces seeds by team, right? Gets like what 40, 50 percent of them right, and he lets this out into the public before it's even announced. So you know, unless he's in, in 
in uh, the war rooms or something and we don't know about and he's got those connections? I mean. Yeah, you can look forward to me actually going through uh, not only my process, but going through an explanation as to why some people are better than others at, at, at bracketology. I'll even go through why Jerry Lenard, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Lenardi and Jerry Palm aren't as good as people would hope they would be, even though they get paid uh, millions of dollars by various networks to, to just parade around like the frog. So if only, if only after the brackets were done, you were that good at selecting who went on and we could score us one of those million dollar bracket. <laughs> I know. True story. True story. The year that Buffett was offering a billion dollars for a perfect bracket. And then I think it was like a hundred thousand for like the top 20. I was in it all the way through until the final four. Literally I had my, my final four was Michigan State, Kentucky, Florida, and Wisconsin. Like, and we're talking about like eight seeds, you know, seven. So UConn was the one that messed it up for me. Yeah, yeah I think they beat they beat uh, Michigan, Michigan State and, in the uh, was it VCU that year? The, the, those two teams pretty much destroyed everybody's bracket. But I was I was literally there until the final four. And so was that the that's what that's what you're talking killed. about? Was that is that the oh I think you oh he's back. No, no, no. This was 2014. This was the year that the perfect bracket would have gotten a billion dollars. Yeah, I didn't remember what year that was. And then there was a hundred grand for it for the top twenty if you didn't get the perfect bracket. And I was literally in it until the end for the for the I haven't uh, filled out of in a while. The only thing I've ever been good at is bowl game projections. Um, one year I, I I had a perfect run on bowl games, uh, and it was unfortunately before like the internet was popular. Um, I, I was uh, I can't even say that because it really was still a thing. We just did it as a family, and my dad had a newspaper at his house, mm. like, and was like every time the boys came over right because we didn't all get together with them we would put our predictions on there like you put your initials on who you won and i ended up getting a perfect perfect bowl game series that year um that uh, uh but yeah that that has never happened anywhere close since then that was just dumb luck i know too much now yeah never yeah. happened when you want it to happen or as yep. let's say when it's something's like exactly i know too now. much now that was literally from me playing the ncaa game i took that knowledge and what little bit of college football i saw and and filled it out and you know we went from there i remember it was the year that uh let's see it really wasn't that long ago it was the year that um i think it was ole miss beat texas tech when ole miss this was like eight and four or something that season, something like that. Texas Tech was like mm -hmm. one loss team, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yes. I believe Crabtree so. team, right? Yep, Crabtree. Uh, I can't remember the quarterback's name that they had, but yes, but yeah, that was yeah, back that was Tim year. Tebow at Florida year. That's how long ago. Yeah, Graham Harrell. That's Harrell, exactly right. Okay, Rod. So we have we're going to invite somebody on the show. Eric Knowlton's probably going to be our first guest yep. in the upcoming weeks. And from there, like, how mm -hmm. do you how do you get on the show? Like, if you're not Eric, who's our loyal listener for the last four weeks, how do you get on the show? Well, I mean, the beauty of it is you get an opportunity to engage with us online and on any platform, show ideas, anything that you have to bring to the table, anything unique that, that you, you, you have to offer, or just, you can obviously just be somebody that's a really influential person. I mean, you can obviously get on here that way too. So, uh, 
but any of those uh, any of those scenarios certainly okay. gives you an opportunity. Is there any way that we, that our listeners can win anything by listening and participating? They absolutely will be. I mean, we'll have gift cards of of special kinds <laughs> that everybody would want if you can go toe to toe and win trivia with us, right? Uh, or you know any any anything to that effect. But speaking of trivia. I think I think it's it about is. time. I think it, it is. So the first question that I had was about Mark Jackson. You want to throw that back up on the screen, yep. Drew? Yeah, let me get there. So I don't see any I don't see any comments. I know we have a couple people watching right now. So if you want to throw in some some last minute comments, feel free to do that. Uh, throw so in what you think. In the 19th part of Mark Jackson passing a passing a ball probably to Ewing um, maybe uh, Charles Oakley who knows but if you look no. on your and John Starks choking I said John Starks well, John choking on the Starks shot is probably still at Oklahoma State at this point I'm thinking maybe not but, no. but um, how about that trivia um, if you See uh -huh. these two pumps right here? Those are the Menendez brothers. Like the Menendez these brothers. Menendez brothers. Like the ones that killed their parents. Cold made, made for TV movie. TV movie. And rumor has it that they were spotted in the front row there and that is one of the reasons why they were convicted because just one more example mm. of how they were using the life insurance policy frivolously to buy boats and cars and front row seats to the new york knicks there they are yeah there they are all right, so we didn't have any comments. I didn't see any comments. Y'all see any comments? No, no comment. All right, so that means that's probably going to be good for uh, for TikTok and uh, the the book reel here pretty soon. So the yep. second was, what NFL team has a plant on their helmet? A picture of a plant on their helmet. I'm going to let mm -hmm. Drew answer that question. You you, you should have asked yeah. who dat with that plant on them helmets. <laughs> That's what you should have asked. Because, of course, it is the New Orleans Saints with the Fleur de Lis. Fleur de Lis, yes. That's exactly on on their On their Fleur helmets. Um, yeah. That, that, one, that, that one, of course, you didn't get me on. I knew... Uh, I knew that that tidbit of trivia. Whenever you uh, you handed it over, despite the uh, the disdain of the trivia question, but you asked me in 2022 when I hated the Saints. Yeah, it's new yeah. year, new me, it's new you. So I must say that um, that one came from a family member of mine, and I don't want to mention his name on the podcast yet because I want to make sure that it's okay with him. But I am seriously thinking about changing the name of the second. I mean, this is like, like you heard it here first. Y'all are here first time. Mm -hmm. That I may be changing the name of this segment from trivia, because that's what it is, to this gentleman's name, trivia. Because he has so much knowledge and I've never gotten one of the trivia questions right. That, that sounds like somebody that we need to bring on the show. No doubt. He's kind of, a, he's kind of an older guy. So I don't know if that'd be his thing, but um, I'm going to talk to him about it for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, sir. That is awesome. So, uh, Drew, sign us off. No, I, that's. It's not my job. I never sign us off. 
If it's left up to me, we stay on. We have a two-hour podcast that becomes ruined because I cannot extract the audio from Facebook anymore because it's just too long. So, Josh, as always, you have to sign off. All right. Fireside. So, Chat, you know, man. obviously today we have far more followers than we had last week at this time. I believe we've gone from nine followers to 242 followers. So if you're wondering where we came up with this name, Culture of Splife, we came up with this name because we wanted to name it Splife because that is an intersect sports and life. But see, the problem is, is there was already someone who has an app and website called Splife. So hopefully if we get a million people viewing us on a daily basis like Drew Maybe Splife will be contacting us saying, hey, you can have it, and then we can have a shorter name. But for now, we are the culture of Splife. And the reason for this is the culture of life states that everything that happens from conception to death is sacred. And we feel that everything that happens in sports and life, regardless of what it is, it is sacred. So that is how we came up with the name, Culture of Splife. Um, we're glad that you're here, whether you're listening to us on demand, um, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube Shorts, on Facebook Reels, or if you are the two people that are still listening right now, we appreciate you being here with us today, and we'll see you next week. We will post on the page if it will be Monday or Tuesday. We kind of keep you guessing, and that may be why we don't, don't get as much viewership. But you heard it here first. It'll be next Tuesday at 8.30. So That's right. take care and continue to pray for our man in Buffalo. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're keeping Hamlin.